0: Uh uh-huh what's your favorite scary movie here's johnny (gasps) you're gonna need a bigger boat the power of christ compels
1: you the power of christ compels you
2: be afraid be very afraid sometimes death is better hello and welcome back to the screaming cinema podcast we are knee-deep in october we're uh full halloween mode here i think all of us have been watching a a lot of movies Um, and today we have a fun episode where we're going to talk about movies that if you aren't don't already consider them a classic that they should be a classic it's some of our favorite halloween films um underrated you know personal picks uh i guess it all depends on who's listening to the episode some of us think we have found a gem where other people have seen it before and other people might think that my picks are shit but i don't really care um (laughs) have on the episode today james cole clay what's up man
0: hey man i am just knee deep in pumpkin guts here
2: oh I was almost going to say time went off and throwing it in the trash.
0: Nope, that was last week, pal. I'm uh,
2: and Preston's here, too.
1: And I'm just uh, picking up the seeds and putting them in the oven. And eating them. <laughs>
2: dude i I love doing
0: that that's so good
2: me too i feel like i just can't figure out the right timing in texas because i mean i've lived here like seven years but in seattle you can carve your pumpkin on october 1st and then on october 31st it's still good here if you don't carve it like one day before and it could have like a random 80 degree day and then it's just melted on your porch (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah like i have uh three of those like deformed looking pumpkins that you Mm -hmm. can like stack uh, we have that in the corner and I think they'll be okay. Cause they're pretty much shaded, but I have one that's like sitting on a hay bale and it's like, we had it for like a week and one side is like not good at all. <laughs> and I've turned it around and it's going to be fucked by next week.
2: Uh, I, I just put up a big spider thing. We got it from Amazon. Like it's from our second story. Uh, we put it in the window and then put it through. And then I got like a little purple light up on it. So I just started kind of finishing the yard decorations.
1: I think I got the exact same thing. I have. I, I started to put it up. I only have the web, but uh, my wife put in like all these really fun decorations where it has like a skull hand sticking out of our flower bed. And nice.
2: Stuff
0: oh, like so that. It, yeah, I think my neighbor has that too. So it connect. It like it's like a tent kind. It's like tented in a sense, like tent. Yeah. Like you can like, you can like clip it on something like the top of your roof or whatever. Yeah. And then yep. you can put other decorations inside of it, the web. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, my neighbor had that and I saw him putting it up and I was like, that is so sick
2: it's kind of off topic, but you know, it cracks me up. I think it was last year, the year before people who do the really brutal Halloween decorations, or it literally looks like it's a crime scene. I think, I think there was one, I can't remember if it was in Dallas or not, but it looked like a guy like jumped from a second story roof and like splattered his head all over the pavement. And there's like another body in a dumpster or something. And they just take it like way too far. And people like actually call the police to see if something's wrong or something's going on. So I always appreciate people who can do that. I still, I'm sure you're the same way pressed. I probably have a little bit scarier decorations, but even the spider, my daughter's like, it's going to get me. I'm like, no, it's plastic and fake and tried to show it to her. And she ran away. So,
1: man, I wish I had that time for that. I remember just trying not to get too off topic. But remember watching MTV Cribs and uh, Pink and uh, Carrie Hart. Yeah. They had a, uh, their guest room was a murder scene. <laughs> so they would never have anybody at their house because everybody's too scared to, oh, them to stay in Oh, that's awesome. Like, that's yeah, it is.
2: I like that um i think today too uh if you're listening to this we're also going to be doing a video recording of it we all have our picks on physical media as well whether it's a standard release or boutique label release i guess probably a a few of each but um so if you're listening to this you can always jump over to the youtube channel or instagram to check this out too but um let's go ahead and get things started off cole you want to start with uh with one of your halloween picks here
0: yeah um this is a little movie called friday the 13th uh i haven't <laughs> heard of it is it indie Oh yeah. nice. i mean it, at one point yeah at one point i guess it was uh, no this is a movie preston put me on too uh, y'all know what it is already but it's uh, sleepwalker so i have um, scream factory edition i love those uh, bright colors and, yeah for yeah. show and tell today i love this one too i think it's a white um, head, uh illustration oh nice
1: yeah. it, it'll say it on the back I think it'll say so like illustrated
0: who, by oh yeah yeah Devin Whitehead Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah no good. this is really great um, it has a cat right here uh, named Clovis um, he's fantastic if you look Hello, very close uh, no this movie is just insane so it's a Stephen King adaptation I don't really know much about the adaptation like the story that it's based off of um, but I have this on Blu-ray and VHS um, so I will say that it's directed by Mick Garris. Which critters movies did he do? Two. I think he did two. Hocus so, Pocus. Oh yeah, he di- he directed Hocus Pocus. Holy shit! I totally forget about that. Well, he so wrote, he's uh, did he direct it or did he write? He wrote it. He wrote it. Okay. Well, he's the guy with long white hair. That's Spe- like very dude. Nice. Speaking of
1: uh, Mick Garris, he makes a cameo in a Blumhouse. Welcome to Blumhouse. Uh, movie i was like oh shit uh, yeah Cause you can't miss me as long yeah uh, yeah right he, he's
2: also got a little podcast too
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no he's cool he there's this um i think it's on the criterion edition for the brood i think is what it or video drummer scanner so it's a david cronenberg uh, and he and john carpenter on a criterion Please. disc and it's like a 45 minute long conversation about them just talking about like
2: oh i've seen that one like the round table it's like there yeah that's i've seen that one
0: worked he worked publicity for universal at the time and he uh wanted to do this and so he put it on in a studio and now it's on criterion and it's it's fantastic it's a it's a great special feature um but he he's an interesting guy i like him a lot he's really cool uh, seems really nice kind guy and always has like a nice insight but he made a bonkers movie honestly i i don't think this movie's very well regarded it's kind of about cat vampires
2: yes right
0: mm-hmm. a mom yeah. a mom vampire um and her son but it's very edible like quite literally i think that they, they get physical yeah. right so yeah they get physical um but Wait. they turn into cat people
2: cat vampires like not cats or vampires like humans turn into cat vampires
0: yeah so if you look at this guy played by brian Krause right? oh there, yeah that's what it, that's what they look like um, and they're very very scared of cats they're, i'm, tr- so I'm trying to look Lovas up some stills <laughs> that's awesome so, but 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 the jumping off point of the film is fantastic it's got mad chanamic from uh twin peaks and she works at like this movie theater and she gets picked up by this hot rodding guy played by brian Krauss, who seems pretty nice and he um he, he's kind of a bad boy at school and he insults this teacher. I'm trying to think who plays the teacher. Preston, do you remember? Uh,
1: is it is it the... Uh, no, I'm going to
0: have to look. <laughs> and yeah, so um, I- I'm trying to see. But anyway, the movie has a really fun kind of teeny bopper jumping off point. But then the kid goes home. Yeah, Ron Perlman is in it. Yeah, I forgot Ron Perlman is in it um toby hooper's and yeah i forgot this movie has so many cameos yeah. definitely like not
2: well regarded either i was just looking at the no Wikipedia it's not it, when you're talking about it and uh yeah the 30 38 percent Rotten tomatoes it, you know that doesn't exist but sadly
0: it's it's been a year since i've seen it but um it's 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 really fun man i'm gonna have to watch it again this year i'm gonna get erica to watch it with me um but yeah, so Stephen King wrote this screenplay, and it's got to be like really coked up, Stephen uh-huh. King. Um, you know, it's it, it's pretty wild and insane, but it, it's an incredibly entertaining film. It's it's under ninety minutes, and you know the Alice Krieg, this lady who plays his mom in it, really gives a pretty good, nuanced performance. I think that's really twisted and dark, and I, I don't know, man. I,
1: Cindy Pickett plays the teacher, and she's the mom that's in son-in-law.
0: That's it, that's it. Yeah. And Ferris uh, Day Off. And Fair Bueller's Day Off. Um, but yeah, this movie has a lot. That no, who it is? It's Glenn Shaddock's Otho from um from um, mm-hmm. Beetlejuice. That's yeah. who that. That's who they got. Yeah. Um, Dude, really.
2: These cameos: Stephen King, yeah. John Landis, Joe Dante, Clive Barker, Toby Hooper, yeah. and Mark Hamill.
1: <laughs> they're they're pretty much like at least those directors. They're all in like one scene together. Yeah. At a crime scene. Sure
0: yeah there yeah there's a crime scene at the beginning of the film so i, I like it I, I really highly recommend the movie i i've probably seen it five times since preston put me on to it and um i like it and you'll fall in love with a cat named clovis and uh, a very very nice police officer who takes him on police chases with him <laughs> um and he says this line that just clovis clovis Clovis, come He's here like, little clovis yeah, yeah yeah it's just great it's it, it really makes me happy it's it's a wonderful movie um I don't know it's just there's something about it i think it's good i yeah, don't
1: know i think it's good it's like it's a movie like that's just so out there kind of like malignant when we were talking about that a few weeks ago yeah yeah where it's just like so bonkers that you just like you can't help but love it and be like man somebody thought this up and just <laughs> I, like did, they did it i I have no idea what their intentions were if they thought it was going to be like the best thing or if they just knew this was just like complete garbage we're going to have complete fun we're just going to have fun with the uh fun with it no idea but uh the the wild ride that it is is just so like you can't look away from it
2: yeah this is hilarious i was reading on wikipedia about it and it says stephen king's wife wrote a treatment for a sequel that involved a women's basketball team this (laughs) is from a mick garris podcast i'm not sure how i never read it but king was excited that tabby came up with this and it was a sequel that nobody at the studio gave a shit about they liked the money that the first one made but it wasn't a prestige release by any means (laughs) that's awesome i like It it. it women's basketball too Um, all right, cool. Well, that's the first one here. Preston, you want to give us your first pick?
1: Yeah, I'll go with the shorter one, uh, first because I have more to say about the other one. But uh, the first one I will go with is a 1976 film called Alice Sweet Alice, also known as Communion.
2: I like that name Um, better.
1: It, yeah, um it predates uh horror classics like halloween and friday the 13th um so it's kind of like uh black christmas in this movie inspired like john carpenter and sean cunningham like they there's like tricks in here like visual tricks that they do in here like they, there's undoubtedly they took inspiration from it because like nobody knows about it this movie and it just blows my mind that we're not like it's not a halloween classic because it's really solid
2: what do they Um, call like a proto proto slasher or something like that
1: yeah 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 it it definitely like laid down the 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 ground laid the groundwork down but um i don't know film's really clever with like misdirection um and things like that but it gets better the more and more you watch it because there's like a lot of camera trickery and things like that uh, that are going on that makes it uh, really fun and entertaining but um arrow released uh this special edition and it's uh it's about a 12 year old girl named alice um who's played by uh paula e shepherd um she's really great in it but she uh she comes from a broken home but lives as a catholic lives a catholic life alongside her little sister karen who is played by Brooke Shields a very young Mm. Brooke Shields um so there's some there's some jealousy in the air and there's repercussions because of the family's divorce and then murders happen so all signs point that it's that it's Alice but could a woman a little girl actually kill someone and carry out the devil's business that that's the the big question of the film and, and the fun of it as well um so the the formula you know if you if you're familiar with the slasher genre as many of the horror fans are um it may just seem like it adheres to the formula but like this was like you know like I mentioned like laid down the groundwork and so um it all just kind of comes down to if the director knows what they're doing and so Alfred Soul, uh I, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. He does it really well. So, like I mentioned, with like using like clever camera tricks and editing to play with the audiences. Um, so there, there's a thematically there's a lot going on here. Most notably in the religious department, um, as uh, it was going to be called communion. So. Um, it's not just blood and guts. There's, there's more like family drama going on here with like horror elements sprinkled, uh, throughout. So, um, uh, those tend to make the best horror movies for me or the, the most lasting ones. So, uh, yeah, the fact that it's not a bigger deal is a real head scratcher for me. Um, uh, but I'm so glad that Arrow put it out and tried to, uh, make it a little more known to people. And I love this uh arrow release is just so beautiful like
0: yeah i i think i want to get it is it still available
1: i think so i don't i don't know with like the slip and everything but it's it's available you should really get it i think both of you guys would really really like it
2: it
0: looks awesome
2: i um got a great title i have that one too i i reviewed it i think it was like maybe like i guess right when that release came out i think because i'm with you it's like uh, i think the poster on it says psycho the omen carry and now communion like the one they have a wikipedia but it has some like giallo elements to it too it doesn't feel like an american film almost feels like an italian film at at times with the way it's set up especially with that downstairs pervert neighbor it's just like the yeah yeah, there's so many cool things about it but yeah, it's definitely crazy to think that it came out at the time it did like you mentioned like you know people weren't talking about slashers in 1976 but here this is
0: religious yeah. horror is that what it is y-
1: y- yeah a bit yeah, i like uh, that a lot yeah mixed with a little bit of don't look now
0: so yeah it's, which i it's think good. is fantastic mm-hmm. yeah don't look now's a trip
2: all right i'll go with uh, my pick here my first one i'm going to do is haunt uh um, this came out I don't know if it was a Shutter original or, or if it, I guess, released and got picked up by Shudder, but it was in 2019. Uh, they just came out with a special edition Blu-ray that I have now from Ronin Flicks and, and produced with Shudder. Um, it's got a ton of special features on it. It's kind of cool. It has like an intro with the directors. It's got feature interviews, audio commentary, Behind the Haunt, Sound of the Haunt, Deleted Scene. So it's got a ton of stuff on it. it. It's an interesting film. I know, I think Cole and I were talking offline about it. He's holding up the same one. Um, but it's, I mean, I, I'm looking at the reviews, I think it kind of got shit. It's like a, maybe a six and a half. Um, not super highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. It is definitely a, a low budget film, but I just really like what it did. And ever since I watched it, I just want to watch it every Halloween or every October. It's about Halloween night kind of like an interesting odd setup but it's a girl that has an abusive boyfriend and she's trying to go out and have fun anyways even though she's all of her friends think that she should dump her and ditch her and they you know mishappily end up in a haunt where they just go buy something when they're trying to avoid a car and they see this haunt that they go to and drop off their cell phones and it's just really cool kind of setup and they get into it and you get a kind of experience, uh, it with them, which I like, which I think, uh, another film that's maybe like a more tame version of this is, um, is, uh, hellfest but when they go into this haunt it's like they have these things that they can't tell if it's real or not and hear screams and at some point they actually think that these people might be killing um the participants inside of the house there's some cool body modification um I don't want to give too much away but It's, it's a crazy story and there's some great kind of gags in it and it's just all set in a haunted house, which kind of makes it cool with the masks and um, the different things they get experience with the cast and kind of where, where it goes, which is a really kind of fucked up and dark ending. So uh, the Blu-ray is awesome. And if you haven't seen it or, you know, have heard maybe mixed reviews on it, I definitely recommend it. Uh, Now they're promoting it. It's from the writer of a, of a quiet place. I guess it would be, I don't know if it was the same year before he did Quiet Place or right after, but I didn't know that. And it's also produced by Eli Ross. So that's kind of, I guess, their big names to get people who haven't seen it into
0: the film. Watched it. Yeah, what did you think about it? Well, Max, it was a movie. No, <laughs> I, I, you know. So I, the, the cast is all right. It, so it has uh, Will Britton, this guy that's in this movie. Everybody wants him. Um, this char- he plays his character named Buter Perkins. Which one? Which one Preston. is he in this? He's he's Max. Okay. No Nathan. 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 You're Max.
2: He's the like the, he's jock, the the baseball guy. Yeah. Okay. He's
0: the baseball hat guy. The guy that has the the UCL hat on. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking about the Champions League the whole time. <laughs> but um, as a soccer fan, but no, he he's in it, and I. I there's a scene where they get into a tunnel and that's when I kind of perked up and I was with it up until right after a couple of the reveals. So yep. the reveals were, were really interesting and fun. Um, that character that follows them around ended up being pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked that quite a bit. And then they just kept trying to be, do a little too much. Yeah. I think then they're capable of pulling off and that's, you know it, it's struggle, it's hard to end a movie and they you know and that's what you see a lot of horror people do who you know may not either have the budget or you know the idea of how to end their movie and you know this one definitely gives its audience members who are like with the film but at that point you know a nice punch at the end kind of uh, kind of similar to a quiet place i will say it is funny that this movie is written by the people that are a quiet place cuz they do the nail gag yep. in this movie too yep. with the foot the same thing and so it's funny you really see people putting the same shit in the same screenplay and you know i don't want to bag on these dudes um but they 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 create they wrote the screen for yeah. quiet place and you know what happened is when krasinski and michael bay came on they were like okay you guys get out of here elbow them out of, oh, there. of course and then you see on a quiet place too they just have based on and john krasinski like now nah, this is mine now Yep. Um, and so they were kind of like pushed aside. So you can see, you know, sadly, I, I think where their career is probably going. They're gonna be able to get some stuff done and get some stuff made, but it's not gonna be because you can see the big dogs in Hollywood were like, uh, eh, just kind of scoot over. Oh, yeah, like, like and I, I like think that's like kind of how they're gonna polish it up and and, and make it better. And but, that's know, you, the thing. This has some really good stuff that I think somebody could have polished up to make make it into a really fun movie like the same tone as like a christopher campbell or christopher landed movie um yeah, it, like definitely and, it definitely goes dark it definitely goes
2: dark and stays dark after the halfway point for for the entire it does entire
0: movie and they have a
2: really funny part where they almost have the abusive boyfriend <laughs> become a hero which yeah. i was like they're not going to do this and i won't say what happens but it's kind of it's kind of
0: funny that scene especially how they kind of wrote that and like no they're not gonna do that (laughs) i mean maybe it could be that when i was finishing up the film um erica had gotten home from work it was like 10 p.m and i was like oh god let's just watch midnight mass in his last 10 minutes of the so i will say that other than that, I was pretty engaged for for at least half of the film. So No, you're
2: right. It definitely starts
0: up Halloween party,
2: cool haunt stuff. And then they, they kind of take the, the ending a little bit long on it. And yeah, like you said, it's hard to stick a landing. I, do, do, do we like do a cut? Do we stop here? Do we have them get killed? Do we have them go into the house? Right. And do some right. other Yeah, I mean, there?
0: The thing was, I was very familiar with this film going into it. So for sure. I, I was. Yeah. So I had had a lot of information on it, but. You know, I think there's stuff to enjoy, especially yeah. the body modification stuff. Oh, absolutely. All right, what do you got? It's your last pick here. Oh, it is my turn, isn't it? It is. Dude, I, I, so I'm so i glad we talked about Hunt because I watched it based on what you said. So I yeah. was like... Oh, like, let tough. me let me go out on a limb here. I will watch a I will watch a movie a friend recommends. Even though oh definitely especially I did like, have it especially I mean, so. a
2: Halloween movie that's like Indians not you know it's they actually lean into the the Halloween horror of it for sure. Is this good artwork, fellas?
0: What do we think? Is this good poster artwork? Mm. Looks like something you pick up at a Spencer's. Mm, interesting. It's not half as good as Wrinkles the Clown, is it? um so That's i just I have uh, choose i um i have a movie that i got when i got really into Warner archives and it's by a really fucking dirty ass dude named abel ferrara um, <laughs> who did the driller killer and the king of new york and addiction um, addiction the addiction. oh the, addiction, the one with uh, the woman from the haunting right yeah yeah that's isn't that yeah and he does a lot of shit with willem dafoe now i want to know about the addiction i've been wanting to see that movie Me too. You, watch it that great. don't you okay sidebar um you have that on arrow right yeah is it is it is it just a uk release uh
1: no it, they they really
0: because i can't uh, find it let me yeah. see it yeah that's sick that's cool oh man look at her cool sunglasses yeah
1: like it's it's a low-key vampire movie that uses drugs uh they they treat vampirism like drugs so uh you you know what it probably is they get like dirty blood clean blood and stuff like that you know it
2: probably is is he has the flip cover of it that's why because the the main cover on it is like uh it looks a lot different if you're trying
0: to find it oh that's the alternate artwork yes that's it yep that's it Yeah, that's sick. Well, April Farrar is cool, man. He did um, Body Snatchers. I don't really know why he did this remake of Body Snatchers, but (laughs) I'm a big fan of, like, pod people movies. Um, I I think that's really, I mean, you know, the original Body Snatchers with Kevin McCarthy is great. Um, I love that movie. And, you know, the one from the 70s with Jeff Goldblum and Donald Sutherland and Brooke Adams, I have on Blu-ray somewhere in here. I, I love it. And so his, his take on it is really much more like very, you know, right. uh, if I remember, isn't it like really military? Yeah. 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 So this take is like really military. See, so the thing is I was getting this mixed up for a second with uh, Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead, which is also very good and underrated uh, movie, but this movie was really cool, really entertaining. Um, I, I, I really liked it um for what it for what it was doing in kind of you know, I'm somebody who's kind of like anti authority kind of mm-hmm. stuff, but it has it has Meg Tilly in it. Um and she's she's very really good. Force Whitaker is in it. I'm looking at the back of the case right now and remembering. Um but I I, I don't have a lot to say about it other than it is kind of a the really imagery fun movie. in
1: it is really really crazy. I mean, like as you see in that that cover art, right there, yeah. like uh there's a sequence in there when they're like she one of somebody's asleep and then it's like going into their eye yeah Mm -hmm.
2: it's
1: it's very bizarre so like abel ferrari is really good at uh just kind of as i made that joke uh, last week with the low frequency kind of thing like he just does uh very creepy stuff in a very low-key way like he just doesn't go super loud with it but it just kind of gets under your skin uh in, in this case uh, v- very literally um so, I, yeah, I like the mid
2: really the mid pod action that you're talking about. The original, it's all like you know, there's a pod and it's creating something that looks like them. But these ones are like where the pods are like trying to like take them over and like they have like half transformations or yeah. There, there's a lot of cool scenes like that um, and, and definitely right like the military the military base and how they have it kind of set up, which is interesting because you'd think they'd be able to you know uh, take it out really quickly or, or take care of it and you nope, know, still spreads like wildfire.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting take you know i mean i you know I'm, i'll am have to check my letterbox to see when i watched it um but yeah i mean i i remember really just being so happy i discovered this movie um so i'm pretty sure you can rent it on itunes for four bucks i think that's what i did and then i bought this yeah, the, um, the this scream our- they have is awesome too <laughs> the pod scream yes yes absolutely the pod screams are great um and yeah this one i think is like 20 bucks or something like that or if you maybe you can find it on ebay i don't yeah know. i have that same but, one
2: too from wonder
0: archives but it's pretty cool and then just quick shout out preston put me onto this one too night school he told me to buy it one day and it's it's really good it's a really cool kind of murder mystery slasher movie very I like good movie.
2: i haven't seen that one but i like that that style so all that of
0: these out. fellas under 90 minutes all three Okay. money 87 89 89 watch them they're good
2: i think mine are too i think mine's 90 92 minutes and 90 minutes so we we, we pick the uh, the get in and get out ones oh yeah except alice
1: sweet alice is 107
2: uh, of course but it's got drama family. in it. it's it got family drama in it, yes that's fine absolutely and a cool match. oh
0: alice sweet alice vhs on um interesting on ebay <laughs> oh that's cool that's some cool artwork press i'm gonna have to send you this i have to go so you guys have to um carry on without me for the rest of the the podcast but um, no worries it's been real sorry to leave so anticlimatically <laughs> enjoy all right VHS like
1: 94 eject Ew. yeah
2: eject peace later all right, Preston. What do you got next for your uh, your second film here?
1: Yes, this one. Uh, this one, I like legit try to watch every every year. Like it, uh, I discovered it a couple of years ago, and since then, uh, this is the one where I'm really like I don't know why people are not talking about this one. Yeah, and it's another uh, archive collection. Warner archive collection. It's from Beyond the Grave, and so uh, just a little. Uh, context like i am not a horror anthology person uh, most of the time i don't really get into them outside like trick-or-treat and things like that like creep show like there's some short stories that are good but i feel like tonally they never quite make it work and um like the <clears throat> the connective tissue is just not good like it's most of the time just like some dude or some person like telling stories and they just go through it and so uh this one i mean it's it's uh, antique shop ran by peter cushion ladies and gentlemen um <clears throat> uh he runs this antique shop called temptations limited so this is way before uh, needful things by stephen king i have that book somewhere over there um so the idea is that customers come into the shop, they're drawn into these various items, and they uh, these items are, are cursed, especially if people are dishonest or uh, dishonest going in or have some uh, sinister agenda. Um, so... Uh, Things go crazy based off of what whatever they, they grab. So the first one is called, uh, oh, what's it called? The Gate Crasher. And it's got David Warren in it. And he, he might, you may recognize this guy uh, from the horror uh, community if um, you've seen like The Omen or mm-hmm. Titanic, Mr. Lockley's buddy. Um, so uh, he uh, goes into it, the antique shop and it looked is looking for an antique mirror and he finds this antique mirror and he sees that uh or he asks, how much is it and he said i'll take it's an antique mirror and it's it's very special and it's uh like 250 quid or something like that Mm -hmm. and he's like no this isn't legit it's a knockoff it's a replica of the real thing i'll give you 25 for it so like i don't know one tenth of the price um and then uh this brings us into uh the first story so he's going in he knows that it's the real thing he's trying to like swindle peter cushion's character Peter cushion's character knows this so he gives people like the chance to be like good people or bad people and uh shit happens to them if they're bad and so that's what happens so the uh first one he takes takes his mirror back to his his flat and tells stories uh to um his uh, people that he has over for parties and such things that he's like yeah rip this old guy off and uh like some of the guests like comment that oh this this mirror looks like it's like it was owned by a like a medium like they would have this sort of thing mm-hmm. and so this brings the idea that they should hold a, a seance um so um they'll have like a like a little spiritual get together and they'll try to like talk to people from uh beyond the grave um so like the dead the dead world and so they get in communication with them and so there's all these like little camera tricks here and there that they do like the the moment where they're all gathered around um the camera will go around them and put the candle like red dead center of the camera and so uh in the camera in the Flame will start doing interesting things uh, throughout the night as they go on, and things start getting scarier and scarier. But the <laughs> the big thing that happens is that uh, um the there's somebody in the spirit realm that gets in contact with. Uh, Dave warren's character and is kind of like puppeteering him to do things and like things just kind of like escalate from there so that's what the first one's about and uh j- just to know like that's just like this like i mentioned like this is a 98 minute movie and for them to already just like have that media of a plot is really crazy and there's four stories in it so that's one of four and then there's
2: an epilogue that kind of ties everything together uh, I, Parks- I think they're all pretty strong too i mean the the gatecrasher one too where he's like trying to get him to like kill for him too and he just like ends up with a dead body and no memory of it too i think at times like that it's yeah it is really crazy when you say the amount of time it is and that it is just for you know they fit four segments and a wraparound in there too
1: yeah like the 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 spirit attaches to him and like makes him into like a modern day jack the ripper
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um and there's the the production design of the room like there's uh, it looks like an antique shop so there's always like something to look at um but uh mm-hmm. uh i won't spoil like what all that happens but there's a montage sequence in here um where it goes like the uh like a ghost story like the movie a ghost story mm-hmm. um where like the way that it shows the passage of time within uh, the other side of the mirror. Really fascinating stuff. Um, second one's called Act of Kindness. This is probably my favorite one. Um, and it stars Donald Pleasance and his daughter. Um, it's a very British feeling kind of movie. So Donald Pleasant plays like, an, like a former serviceman, uh, ex-serviceman. Uh, he stands outside of train stations and sells matches and laces, and he like carries it in like this little tray with a string attached to around his neck. Um, And so he catches the eye of this like middle class man. And this middle class man has like a connection with this guy like he's just like very fascinated with what he's doing and how he lives his life and um, like where he's come from. And then we follow this guy home. Uh, this middle-class man to his home and you just kind of see like what miserable life he lives like he's just doesn't feel passion for anything in the world anymore and he finds uh, something within this man and so he gets the idea that he wants to go to this antique shop and try to find a medal so he can be uh posed as like a decorated serviceman yeah um so he just like makes up this story and then goes to the antique shop to buy a medal or place a, a, a medal that he says like I lost it and I, I can't get it. And then so Peter Christian's like, well, you got to bring back, uh, you know, like that you, like you actually earned this, and mm-hmm. so you need a certificate of replacement. And so he gives him the chance to do the right thing or the wrong things. So he steals the medal and yeah. then c- crap happens from there. Um, but I don't, I don't want to talk too much about that one just because I, I really think that one's very special. Um, But it's got like a folk horror aspect within the urban, within an urban setting that's really good. Um, And uh, Donald Pleasant's Daughter is like super creepy in it. Um, Part three is the Elemental um and it deals with like a snuff box so a guy goes into the antique shop looking for a snuff box and then he switches the labels on mm-hmm. like one and so like one's like 25 and then he gives it for the five and so he switches it and then when he pays for it's like how much is this seems like it's it looks like it's five i guess that's right and then he's like i'll give you four so he's just like taking it lower um so yeah. real and so real shit bag. um but this one's really fun. Um, it's more, most uh, like
2: straightforward, like yeah, easy yeah, to explain yeah. one too.
1: Yeah, this one's like a, a tonally kind of getting into, like it's a tone departure a little bit. It's a little more fun and upbeat, kind of comedic a little bit too, because it's got like a Jacqueline Hyde type of story that uh, transpires. Um, but yeah, that, that one's very enjoyable. And then the fourth one kind of brings everything back around to like this creepy vibe again and it's called The Door. And uh, as somebody who writes, like uh, th- this is a uh, really fascinating territory and especially for anybody who's like uh, like in their house and often dreamt about like, man, what if I open this door and it takes me to a new place. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, uh, they find an old door in the antique shop. Same kind of stuff it's just like left for them to make the right decision, the wrong decision, make the wrong decision, things happen. Um, so they get the door and then they, you know, put it in their like writer's room and then they get like access to a, a spiritual realm. And um, so it, it also does some like really neat things uh, within that. So uh, I don't want to speak too much about that one either, but um, the epilogue definitely will not talk about that, but um, for, for all that it's worth um, like all, each of those stories are just really good. They're super solid on their own, and the way that they all connect is really great. And Peter Cushing, like I've talked about before on this podcast, I love that guy. And he's, you know, he's more than just Star Wars. He's more than just Van Helsing too. Uh, he makes really great Van Helsing. Um, but um, there, I don't know. He's like he has some lines here and there. He he'll, he says like uh, naughty or something like that. Like he, he totally knows like. Uh, like, what's going on, and that people are being completely dishonest with him, and then they have what's coming to, coming mm-hmm. to him. Um, so, I don't know, for, for new audiences, it's kind of like, uh, like what if they, what if somebody went into the Warrens collection, and, like, uh, started messing with that, and things would unleash, and kind of like an Annabelle 3 kind of fashion. Um, so, uh, yeah, super, super great. I think it's probably my favorite horror an- uh, analogy, or anthology film um um, so yeah i really enjoyed it quite a bit and so it was from like 1974 i think and it was directed by kevin connor who did like motel hell and some other like journey to center earth type of movies um so uh yeah the fact that we're not talking about it more and how it's like not a halloween classic really boggles my mind so i think people should check it out it's really really solid good cast
2: it's definitely like the whole you know kind of i know it's four different stories but yeah the the vibe they all give off is like this gothic or kind of like to like like fall feel to it too at the same time and just creepy creepy stories i think anthologies kind of lend themselves to october and halloween too it's always like like you said lessons or kind of reminds you of um you know all those shows or series everyone used to watch as a kid around these times so yeah yeah it's like uh goosebumps for
1: adults but like strung together in a really interesting way so yeah that's from beyond the grave
2: all right so i will close things off here with the movie that um i kind of knew about for a while and i just never watched it i don't know if it's like i didn't understand the premise or i wasn't sure if i'd like it or if i just was kind of waiting for halloween and never really picked it up during halloween um and it's the wnuf halloween special this just got a release um, this month on Blu-ray, which I think you told me about too And I was looking through Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, it's TerraVision through Vinegar Syndrome and it has a really cool uh, physical media case to kind of start things off with. Looks like a VHS tape, has lots of different textile things from you know, stickers and the whole entire back case actually is literally VHS instructions um, mm-hmm. and kind of what you're dealing with. And then on the inside you have um, the actual movie but it, it's a cool concept it's it's was made in 2013 it's similar to like Blair Witch but what if Blair Witch was a um, you know news presentation and they do a lot of interesting things and in it. it's technically called I guess on Wikipedia at least is comedy horror film because they have a whole broadcast that just kind of brings you back to your childhood as Halloween which I think is its, its best um, best piece of the film um, I'm not sure the exact if it has an exact date as to when it was set in, but it looks like early 90s. Um, I think it's
1: on it. It says 87.
2: Oh yeah, you're right, it does. So very early 90s, 87. Um, but it's just kind of cool how it goes. So you start off and you have like a news crew dressed up for Halloween. You have some fast forwarding where someone actually is fast forwarding and it looks like you're playing a VCR tape. Um, I know they put it out on on VHS, which is really cool too. Um, but just as you go through it, it it's like you're watching, uh, you know, a news a news segment at your house for a cool Halloween special that's coming on. They have some hilarious commercials, some that are good, yeah. some that are bad. They have some random news segments too in there, and it literally is looks exactly like what you'd expect from this time period down to the the frame size that they use uh, on the film down to the grain um and even all of like the corny jokes and everything it literally just brings you back to you know halloweens that you had as a child but the crux of the film and what we have is um (laughs) this hilarious character uh it's frank right Mm -hmm. he is a guy who i I don't know if he always does this but he just kind of seems like a, a reporter that um he has like the like a christmas special too where they have other things like that that's going on but he goes to this house where there was a series of murders committed it was a son killing and beheading his parents and then taking them down to the basement it's been locked for 20 years and they're going to go into it with uh, a priest and a pair of a uh, supernatural spiritual paranormal investigators it's a husband a wife couple and have a cat um that's part of their team so it, I don't want to give away the whole story but it's you know things go wrong as they're going on and there they try to perform a seance he tries to get the priest to perform an exorcism things go wrong and as everything's happening and progressing they're treating it as like a newscast so they cut back to the producer they try to go away and he wants to stick with it like something horrible happens and he still has everyone sit down and tries to like continue the segment they lose their cat and he's like well uh I mean we'll find them we'll just keep going or all these bad things start happening and then there's a kind of a huge climax to it but I don't think the movie necessarily is just about the story like that piece feels kind of Blair Witch or I guess more paranormal activity um for what happens at the end of it but it's I mean I guess it's kind of close to um Hell House LLC too it Mm -hmm. isn't in the same vein especially the the sequel but um it's just it would be a perfect movie to throw on at halloween if you had a party or halloween party it's it's something that i think is cool to revisit uh, but may not be for everyone just due to like you know if you're trying to sit down and watch a movie you may not or you were born in this age you may not enjoy like the vhs fast forwarding or the commercials they literally do full-blown like three-minute commercials on a fake product and i, I like it Yeah, they go full tarantino they do the the full commercials on i think they have a list of it too which I was trying to remember parents against partying got phil's carpet warehouse king of castle lane they have like these albums they have a tampon commercial they have like these political commercials in there too so um it, it's just really interesting but i think it's like perfect halloween halloween night if you threw this on while you're having a party just just kind of set the mood and then also i think everyone should definitely watch it i'd be curious to see if people out there revisit this one every year um or not because i think that it would be have maybe one you'd have to skip every few years because it would just it's not the the mood in the story it's more of just kind of like the feeling that you get watching it being transported back to to where you were when you you know were a kid and, and when halloween was I guess maybe not more fun, but more pure and more, you know, childlike. what do you think about this one? Have you, have you, what's your relationship with the film? You've seen it a lot before or just kind of recently when you picked up this Blu-ray. Uh,
1: I had heard all about it when people were talking a lot about it in twenty. 20- 13 and beyond uh i think red letter media did a special on it and i like they they focused a lot on it and so i felt like i saw it so i didn't watch it for the uh, first time until i got my own copy of that oh awesome Um, so i was pretty new to it as well even though i was very familiar with it for a couple of years and so uh because the the only way that you could watch it for
2: a while was if you had one of those vhs uh uh, tapes that they had Such, uh, such a cool idea to do it that way too yeah. And, and then i think they they went to amazon prime which is like the total total yeah. opposite yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah but yeah it's it's a lot of fun i think it it uh does a great job of like uh it's a very detailed movie and i think that's what makes a, a lot of fun uh recapturing the, the 80s and like uh how like news stations back then would just do the craziest things to try to boost their ratings um so stuff like that that was really enjoyable and the paranormal stuff and like where it goes from beyond the 30 at the 30 minute mark uh when it kind of like tonally shifts a little bit um it's uh, I think that's when it really uh finds its groove, and yeah, you're like, okay, now I know what this is, and oh, and cool. I'm
2: really enjoying myself, me too. Because when you're watching it, the first like you said, the first 30 minutes is just the news, so it's news, and they're wearing Halloween and making stupid Halloween jokes and telling news stories. And and like you said, I think one I texted that was like, so old man killed an eight year old kid dressed as a uh, GI Joe because he thought he was Viet Cong or like he was having PTSD, yeah. <laughs> it's like, just a horrible story that they throw in there that's definitely that the dark comedy aspect to it but frank stewart that character is great in there and uh, i don't think we talked about it but the special features on here is cool they have uh, a yeah. couple audio commentaries they have cutting room commercials bloopers they have rewinding the fast forward segments to see more of the commercials that they did kind of how they aged it and did that which i think is really cool i mean yeah down, down to especially at the beginning of when he's at the haunted the haunted house and everyone's around there it's just their mannerisms what they're wearing how they're acting it just totally it fits that exactly um and it is cool like you said attention to detail that they took on it from aging it to you know probably remembering from their childhood what they saw on halloween and kind of trying to recreate it yeah yeah it's special
1: and yeah when i shared it on my instagram the the director crystal martina he uh tweeted at me and said i am i'm glad you enjoyed it i'm working on the second one right now so they're making a second one
2: yeah i'm curious to see what that's gonna be is it gonna is halloween still or a new spinoff or the same yeah i, time I don't know frame? if it's gonna be a,
1: a different year to kind of like uh th- that that's also what makes it fun it's kind of like when you like go into like an dr- old drugstore or, or just, recycled books or something like that you can uh find stuff and you like look through the old magazines and you see the advertisements and you're mm-hmm. like oh man that's they were smoking cigarettes and drinking they have beer advertisements in here and all kinds yeah. of stuff and so that that's that's part of what makes it special it's just like captures an era so i, I hope they i don't know if they do like some of the 90s i don't think they'll jump all the way to the because it's if they're going to do like a halloween special i would assume that they're going to keep it within that vhs realm for uh, I don't know how much more they're going to go beyond this, but yeah, they, they got to maybe do
2: like early nineties
1: or something. Yeah. I um, think
2: so too. Just kind of keep VHS or even just like a big boxy, like clamshell DVD style case or something like that. It could yeah, 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 figure out something, but yeah, it's definitely a cool one. I'm glad. I mean, I think it's the perfect way to own it is in physical media. It's looking on your shelf uh, around this time. I think it's easy, especially at 82 minutes to add it to your, um, to your Halloween, uh, watch pile. So yeah. it's been it's been cool to talk about these it's so easy to just say you know the ones that everyone does you know trick-or-treat halloween you know halloween three it's like everyone mm-hmm. already knows those and we can obviously talk about those and we're, we throw those in our pile too but it's better to kind of get on some some things that everyone might be seeing especially before next week when we're going to be all catching up after we watch uh, halloween kills so that's gonna be really exciting yeah yeah if I was speaking honestly I mean it would be like It Follows in Halloween I have like so
1: many movies that I just Nightmare on Elm Street stuff yeah. and things like that like those are always in my rotation but yeah every once in a while in there I like to throw in a curveball just because uh, I mean as as we were talking about uh, at one point about uh, how uh, every year we watch like the halloween movies and christmas movies and we see those movies more than our own favorite movies that yeah. um and so to just kind of uh switch a gear every now and then and uh just check out something that you haven't seen and then you're like oh man yeah you'll, you'll find something like from beyond the grave or, or wnf yeah. uf um that are just uh truly special and so uh i'm i'm so glad that we got like uh Uh, some connections with some of these boutique labels because otherwise I would never check any of these out ever (laughs) and that that's that's just what's what's so special about it Uh, you'll find like these really cool artwork and all these cool special special features and they just like really like suck you into this like world that's never seems like it's never been discovered before Um, so yeah that's great
2: yeah, it definitely is. I, I put up a stack. I think I posted it on my Instagram, but I tried to do the same thing this year. It's like I have staples. Like I watch Hocus Pocus. i watch you know the certain ones but this year like I added scary stories to tell in the dark um you know may not be the the best movie but it fits that halloween fall vibe yeah. amazingly you talked about annabelle uh, three i put that on my list annabelle comes home and then then some some usual ones i, I kind of like finding movies that have that fall vibe so silence of the lambs I, I threw on there um i i tried to see some more hammer horks are very you know it's like it's the mood it's the setting it's everything about it that kind of just has that same feeling for it so I tried to throw in some other ones but one of their favorite I have um, is Creepshow just kind of same thing with that anthology feeling and Stephen King and um, you know the segments in between just kind of really fit perfectly so lots of fun choices to choose from
1: yeah I, I know i know i've mentioned that i'm a harry potter fan on here but i think the third one which is my favorite harry potter movie and probably one of my favorite movies ever i think that's the one movie if i could just be honest uh there's a there's a i always think of this there's a there's a moment in a green room where they're like listing off their favorite bands and (laughs) their um but they're like doing it more for show they're not being honest with themselves if Like, if if there was nobody in the room, what would would you honestly, like, what band would you listen to? So I think about those things. And so Harry Potter 3, Prisoner of Azkaban, is, like, such a Halloween movie. It deals with, like, werewolves and things like that. And such, like, a dark and moody film. And so, uh, yeah, I I have to watch that every every year. I mean, I watch that movie probably uh, twice a month. No joke.
2: Well, it's in a perfect spot, too, because those movies all have um you know, the fall vibes going back to school christmas yeah, you, with the first christmas one. yeah yeah they definitely usually put put their different spin on it and i mean especially that one probably got elevated due to who directed it which is not someone who'd expect to be directing a harry potter <laughs> sequel
1: yeah. Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. When I watch that movie and I see the transitions that they make, like they put so much thought into the transitions, like with the, the, the Willow and everything killing yes. a bird and things like that. And I'm like, he's doing stuff like out uh, of the movie Contact, where we, you can watch like, if you're on like instagram every once in a while you'll see like film uh, pages that like do really cool shots and there's a shot yeah. in contact where like the camera goes into the mirror and then it comes out of it and does weird things uh like that and they do that in uh harry potter with like the mirror that they have with the wardrobe and so there's just like some the, the craft is like in- insanity Um, and man, I wish Alfonso Cuaron could have just directed all of the other ones.
2: I know it it is funny when you pop them in there. It's like, those are ones who you usually just pick like, Oh, like a studio staple guy or like, you know, um, we have such a detailed book already that you don't, I mean, obviously world world building is huge, but to have someone that's got 11 Academy award nominations, one awards for director editing and cinematography is just insane that that he was able to kind of put that on there. That's definitely my favorite uh, of the films too. And definitely one that I re- revisit at least yearly, whether it's for a fall mood, a rainy day or Christmas or whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, o- I'm always happy when we talk about Harry Potter, but uh, <laughs> that's not our podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah, this was, this was nice. I like talking about uh, uh, movies that we don't normally talk about. I'm excited. to watch, you know, and. here.
2: And uh, if you're listening to this, we still need to figure out what we're going to do that for that fourth and final week episode. Um, I mean, I don't think, you know, we talked well, so much Halloween before.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I guess uh, at that point, we probably will feel compelled to either talk about last night in Soho or Amherst. Yeah, that's so true. That, that may fill that spot.
2: Hopefully. Uh, yeah, I need to probably see it like that. That uh, See it, that opening. Because what what's Friday? Is it it's Friday, Halloween or no, it's like a okay yeah so if that comes out on the 29th um then we can just delay that episode till yeah like the 31st or the i just feel like we can't push it to the first but either way we'll have something fun um you know are wise talk to you guys this halloween it's always fun to, to get in here weekly and appreciate the support and you listening to us um you can follow the show at scream cinema pod on instagram or twitter And then you can follow my personal Instagram at Screaming Cinema. Um, I think we talked about it last episode, but um, posting daily uh, videos over on YouTube and also posting daily um, posts over on Instagram, whether it's just, you know, new movies coming in, unboxings, whatever you have. Um, So it's always fun to kind of celebrate October. I feel like it's just a crazy time and i don't know about you but november hits and i'm ready to i think we all talk about it do maybe like horror jason or kind of change it up a little bit start watching some academy stuff or some palate cleansers after just knocking back like you know 30 30 30, 40 horror movies in a month
1: yeah yeah totally um yeah you can find me on twitter at preston Barta, and then you can find me on instagram we're more active at blu-ray dad and uh I, you can go into my, my link on my Instagram page and like find everything that I, have, I have going on. And so, uh, last week we talked about welcome to the House. I'll have like interviews with like Jason Blum that's coming out. Um, and so, uh, we, we talked about welcome to the Blum House and, um, what else? Uh, I guess I can quickly mention, uh, about the other two films that we didn't get to talk about last week because yeah. at that point they weren't out yet um so there is a uh, madres and the manor and i would have to say of the films that i've seen um uh, the manor is the best one and it has barbara hershey in it oh awesome um and Siege's fantastic in it like uh i think overall still the movie is just like eh I get kind of tired. Uh, like Blumhouse Television does this, especially if you're very familiar with uh, Into the Dark. There's yep. a presidential episode um, where they do the this insane asylum type of stuff, and like the person that's in there that you're following the entire time, they're like, "I'm not insane," and like the whole time, the, all the people that are working at the facility, they're like, "No, you're crazy," and so. <laughs> Um, And then you have, like, one nurse who's, like, a good person, and then they're, like, you're not crazy, I, you're, and and so that happens in that. This also (laughs) happens in the manor, except it takes place at a nursing home. Yeah. And so um, it it does that, and so it's a bit tiring that way, but I love it when movies, uh, horror movies do this like get out type of thing like i remember watching them beginning, get, get out and then when you see lakeith stanfield like walking down the neighborhood and you see some crazy happening he's like fuck this yes and so barbara hershey does stuff like that where she's like i'm not dealing with this and so she's the best part of it and so she's absolutely worth the reason why it's worth checking out but uh it's it's a little like you, you you'll know what's gonna happen because you're you're familiar with that kind of thing but there is a big departure at the end uh, that does not make sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know why they took that direction. I feel like it just completely abandons like character entirely, but uh, it was a choice. And so at one point, so on one hand, I I have to admire that they try to do something different. So that's uh, the manner. And then Madres is it's okay. I, it um, it of the of the other films that like tries to really tell something that's like actively going on in the world and so like at the the end of the movie it tells you like it's based on true stories of um mothers who um who are like from mexico or i'll probably uh butcher the plot description a little bit but uh, (laughs) it, it has to has to deal with like people who try to like sabotage like pregnancies and things like that Interesting. Uh, um, for like keeping like the white race pure kind of thing oh, I guess wow. um, so it's uh, very very crazy uh, to think about that things like this are happening in the world um, but absolutely. Um, uh, I, I just think that it just doesn't handle very similar to when I was describing bingo hell last week. Like there, there's a way to kind of articulate things. And if you're dealing with this serious subject matter, you got to kind of go about it in a fascinating way too. You can't just like completely depend on the, the story to carry the, the weight for you, but you can read that story on paper and be like, Oh, it's interesting. But then when yeah. you watch the whole movie, you're like, nah, I, I'll just stick with Googling it. Um, yeah, so exactly. it, it, that, that's just the case here um but um so overall this year in comparison to last year welcome the blum house wasn't as uh firing in all cylinders as much um so uh i guess that, that that's the case with all the the television stuff that they're yeah. doing if i can speak honestly like into the dark like there's there's some fun ones in there like when they do like goofy horror comedy stuff mm-hmm. like puka lives like we were talking about last week um yeah. that that's when they like they find something and i'm like yes this is like when the new chucky movie should have been yeah and puka and, so um uh I, I like like i appreciate that they're given like uh, female filmmakers and uh um different types of filmmakers who who have like different cultures and everything that you're bringing that that those voices to the screen mm-hmm. like I think that's I, I think it's great that they're given that that opportunity it's just like um I don't know if it's like because of budget or or what um they just they're not able to like execute it in a very satisfying or compelling way um it just kind of ends up being like eh, that was okay
2: yeah I'm curious so, to see that because obviously they're a company that really you know is keen to financials uh, a lot of it so like does it get the job done for for what they have or you know would it be worth doing two bigger budget movies where you could really explore you know what what the ideas were for the filmmaker i know i get the concept it's more voices more people more content more you know ability for people to find something that they like or that they can you know get their craft better but it seems like it'd be better off doing six instead of 12 or you know, two instead of four. So, Yeah, I don't know what the
1: the right formula would be for that, but um, uh, at least they're, they're, they're trying something, but uh, I think they'll hopefully crack the code somewhere or they'll have like one breakthrough film that will kind of get people's head turning towards it. Um, when I talked to Jason Blum, he says like right now, I don't know if they have uh plans to go forward with it but i hope they i hope they do i think like it it, like i mentioned like they just need to kind of figure it out and as more reviews pop up maybe they'll see like okay maybe we need to put more dedication towards this or that Uh, um this is like what audiences are craving and yeah um so they'll, they'll they'll figure it out with in time um as they did with a few of those into the dark episodes uh so i I trust it'll work but you know if you've seen enough blumhouse movies you know there's there's great ones and then there's ones where they just make it because you know it it was either like they had some contract in place that they Mm need to fulfill or uh or they just they just need to get content cranking um so they can uh finance some of those
2: like uh jordan peele projects or Mm -hmm. Uh, exactly right they like take their shots and then they you know put the things that cost five million to make knowing even if it does horribly it's still going to bring in 10 (laughs) yeah 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 so
1: i don't yeah i wonder like how successful these will be and i don't know what the numbers were for last year's
2: uh films but uh i guess it all depends on how much amazon pays them to uh to sell it to them and what kind of deals they have on that true true but
1: yeah that's that's it so yeah you can go on my instagram to find stuff like that um so
2: yeah all right awesome well we'll sign off and we'll see you uh, next week for halloween kills thanks guys